KMKR. And this is KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Is this on? That was suspenseful there, Phil. Wow. Is anybody listening? Is anybody there? Is there something stuck between my teeth that I think to comb my hair? How come there's crickets in this place outside where they belong? I can't believe this silence like the dark before the dawn. What I'd give for any sign of life... I'd settle for a yawn. Really makes me wonder. Is this on? Hey, Phil. <laughs> Indeed, it is on. Are we on? And, uh, <laughs> we did. We had uh, uh, quite an introduction, Dave. I think maybe seven or eight times uh, <clears throat> our uh, intro came on. But you know, we can't say it enough. Uh, we are so glad and so thankful for our listeners here to "Is This On?" It is our weekly talk show of the comedy scene here in Tucson. We cover stand-up, Dave. We cover storytelling. We cover improv. Uh, and things Any, are really anything, happening. Anything you can name. Things are Tucson happening in Tucson these days. Yep. Uh, I think after the first of the year, be a good time for us to go over the calendar again of open mics because there's some new things that have propped up, and it's always good to see if things continue into the new year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially... Again, it unfortunately looks, Dave, like our, we might be, you know, our, looking our, at our friend, some uh, potential restrictions, and we are uh, uh, muffled because of our masks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wink, wink. Oh yeah. And uh, we we uh, employ all precautions <clears throat> here at uh, Is This On? Mm. Our thanks, of course, to uh, K Maker. The uh, maker spot here in Tucson that uh, houses our zero zero craft. craft. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you very much. I appreciate that. There was a place. uh, I I I am not just losing my mind, Dave. I think there was a place called Maker Space that was downtown. Hmm, It could be, yeah. uh, Right around a corner from or or uh, Hacker Space, they call this too. Hacker Space, yeah. And these are popping up. You know, I've noticed. I don't know if you've been out to the Tucson Mall lately, but malls are really undergoing uh, transitions into different kinds of right? no, spaces. Not. And there's a giant hacker space uh, oh. business, you know, or, or, or community project, let's call it, uh-huh. uh, in that Tucson Mall. Well. Looks like a lot of art uh, pro- uh, resources and uh, just in general uh, uh People are utilizing spaces differently. Always and that's how malls, uh, maybe I'll ask you to maybe put that down somewhere else, Dave, because we're getting that on a microphone. Oh, Your this cup. here. Your cup. Oh, my cup. There you go. And, uh, yeah, very good. So we are going to uh, wish everybody, of course, a happy holiday season and hope things are well. This, uh, I guess, uh, uh, will be uh, our chance to take a look at some of the Things that have gone on in 2021, Dave, it's a great time for lists, of course. And uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we are going to take a look at the very new release of the film, Being the Ricardos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. I was thinking to myself, well, we don't really, you know, review films that often. But could you be about... Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz and not be about comedy, I don't think it's possible unless you were just doing the 
mamba samba music, you know, for right, for right, Desi. Right. Uh, but what we'll a get, pleasure, we'll I must get, say. Get, we're get, gonna we're gonna review it. We hmm. both saw it. We're also gonna take a look then, Dave, at um, some of the. Uh, Great sitcoms in history. Uh, you think of I Love Lucy, and you start making a list in your head. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, I pulled off uh, a list uh, that uh, lists the top 100 sitcoms, and I thought, oh, that's going to be a good one to look at because it will then probably include a lot of the classics. And I was thinking to myself, uh, Dave, we're such baseball fans. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when you see one of those top 100 players of all times and you wonder, you know, where what are they going to do with like Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, you know? So I Love Lucy, I Won't Keep Everyone in Suspense <laughs> is number 27. How about that? On that list. But well, look at how long it's lasted because, right. I mean, it was like the original sitcom. Right. And I think that for many, many, many years, it would be probably people would, that would say that was the number one sitcom. I think probably. What, what's the source of that list that you got? Where did that? Uh, uh, I will uh, reveal it again, Dave. I need to open that up. Uh, I, I mean, want to say it was Vulture, perhaps. I, that makes sense. Yeah. Vulture, which I think, I think is a publication of the New York Times, actually, uh, or owned be. by them. That could be. And their uh, uh, list of publications very, very well regarded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I would say that you're going to find a preponderance of the uh, shows on that list are of fairly recent vintage. I think yes. there probably are a few classics from the 50s and 60s, but and but then you know Norman there came are, along and uh, there are and there are of course uh, many, many, and I was going to point this out when we discuss it, and and, and we will of course uh, many, many animated shows make the list these days hmm. and i think that's certainly a a tale of the times yeah i don't I, for some reason i think of that as a different genre but well i i, I think i might have uh but then what do you do with the simpsons yeah i don't know which I mean, is such truly yeah, a sitcom I mean, yeah, yeah, you would know. certainly be in the top 10 i i you know uh it, it, it's a it's a tough call i was a little uh, surprised by it when I saw the list and f had a similar reaction. You know, wow, mm. there's so many animators, maybe it ought to be its own thing. Right, you know? right. I guess I'm thinking that because, like, in animation, and one of the great reasons for animation is that you, uh, the characters, can do anything. Anything mm -hmm. can transform, flashbacks, fast-forwards, all that. Now, they do some of that in sitcoms now, where they do call, you know, cutaways and things like that. But, right. I don't know, this strikes me as a, as a different genre. But yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I probably really no reason for that, you know. Uh, you know, Dave, it's 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 tough to say. I was moved. I was watching a uh, a commercial, I think it was, for this new uh, animated film, Sing Two. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I was not aware of Sing One, but my gosh, what a <laughs> How about Sing uh, Sing. <laughs> what a uh, what a list of musical performers. All oh, right. Uh -huh. Participated in that. You know, Bono, I think is. Like the main character, but what a what a just a wonderful way to introduce kids to that kind of music, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. I got the urge, and I, you know, I I, I don't run out and see animated films, and I, I'll be honest with you, I kind of avoid them on TV as well, mm -hmm. maybe with the exception of The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want to go out and see this one. It really uh, really touched me. I want to uh, I want to. I guess they go after the uh, the lion who used to be a a big rock star and try to get him to do one more performance. I was thinking oh, it's okay. like an animated tribute to Mick Jagger, maybe. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
Dave will take a look. I was going to say, time, though, uh, Phil, when you brought up uh, Simpsons, yeah. that I think, I don't know where, if it's on, I would imagine it's on the list of the top 100 would be, a, I, I think, an outstanding animated sitcom, which is Futurama. Are you a fan of Futurama at all? Uh, like I say, I am not a big yeah. fan of animated. So I, I, I'm familiar with Futurama. And, you know, I would say it reminds me of every other animated sitcom. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, except it has this going for it, Dave. It does not have Seth MacFarlane in it. That, that, that's true. It doesn't. But um, I would say with Futurama, the thing about it is is that it uh, it ho holds up to repeated viewings because there's always a lot of, it's almost like uh, the uh, airplane genre or Naked Gun. There's always something going on in the background. And there's a lot of, you know, jokes that a lot of science fiction nerds will get more than other people reference and things like that, but uh, yeah, fa uh, a favorite of mine. We disagree, that's fine. We, we, we can disagree, Dave, of course, and uh, I would say my fear, and, I, and this is a personal fear, because I think sometimes I, I, I try to catch myself, you know, that if I get started with this, I may never put it down kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to regulate some of the things I get involved in. And I believe, if I may make this uh, analogy, Dave, to the war on drugs, I think uh, <laughs> animated cartoons are the stepping stone to the Marvel series. <laughs> okay. So I warn you, I'm going to keep an eye so, on so you So you're, you're telling me you just say no to cartoons? Is that it? You, I do. You, okay. I do. I will make the exception, as I say, for The Simpsons. Well, I'm, I'm a big uh, Family Guy fan, too. I'll, I'll watch that mm -hmm. whenever that's on. So I guess that's... Uh, yeah. Uh, and you I, mentioned uh, Seth MacFarlane in a rather uh, negative way, so I take it you're not a fan. I am not a fan. Uh, of Seth MacFarlane in person or animated. <laughs> in any iteration. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'll only point you, if you recall, to his hosting of the Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Which uh, was not only a low point for the Academy Awards, but for civilization, I think. <laughs> so you, you didn't like it? I did not like it. <laughs> I did not like it. And I, I hope I'm clear on that. Uh, I do not like him. I, I, you do I not like him in a boat. I, you do not like him uh, with down a goat. Your throat. Yeah, yeah okay. down my throat for sure. Uh, and you can take what you want from that. So, Dave, well, let's let me, get let me it just back. Say something. Uh, Good. I, I, I am a Make fan a of Seth MacFarlane. Okay. I, I think the show is very funny. His voice work is incredible. He's a fantastic singer. He does like you know the standards and things like that. Has a lot of skills. But Phil, I've got to say, I've got those performers that there's nothing wrong with them but i just don't like them you know yeah like they they do a good job they're reasonably attractive they they, they don't get in trouble but they just bother me you know? and so i throw out my seth mcfarlane card dave <laughs> who do you see seth mcfarlane with uh, who do i who do i uh, come back i'll tell you uh you know what um i often feel a way about nicole kidman Holy moly. <laughs> and we're about to review <laughs> being the Ricardo. But I liked her in that. I think she's good, though. I, I was a little hard on her earlier. You know what? I, I This is a personal thing for me. Yeah. I don't care for that coloring. Peaches and cream kind of look, you know? It's not attractive to me. and I, I'm that shallow that I think it put me off. Wow. Well, very <laughs> revealing, Dave. Uh, there are many you. attractive women that I go, I don't care for it. Thank it's you like, for sharing. Yeah, okay. Uh, I would... I, it's either you or 85 bucks to a shrink, so... Uh, do you think that's not her natural? Uh, oh, it has nothing to do with... Uh, just something... Uh, maybe because I'm colorblind, and so the red hair doesn't really 
you know, register with me. She could have gone. You, are you saying, Dave, that you feel she goes into like the colorist or the or the <laughs> makeup artist and says, you know, make me look pale. Give me, uh, you know, give me, uh, you know, a little. No, I mean, I'm just saying, I, you know, I don't. Give me Betty White. If we're going to just get very, off. very, you know, ob yeah. objectifying here and all that. We are. Uh, we're, we've, no, we when I look at we beautiful. We passed that a few miles ago, Dave. <laughs> when I, that, that ship has sailed. Uh, when I look at, that's just not a. That look of woman is not attractive to me, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'm very, you know, I'm from the Midwest. Well, you are too, but I mean, I'm from Ohio. You like a hardier woman. No, I like like the the the, the uh, cheerleader, blonde, blue-eyed girl next door type that lives in my fantasy. That was always the you know the goal. I mean, back in those days, that was the icon. Yes. I didn't uh, see ethnic women growing up. I didn't see a black person or or a, a Latin person in, in Ohio. Okay. Now, uh, in Chicago, of course, uh, I saw ethnicities of Everywhere, all types. Sure. You know, yeah, a lot uh -huh. of the, yep. the Slavic women are very hardy women, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll have to go to Chicago, and I'll take you to a Polish deli, and we're gonna, we'll see if you can find anybody. As long as there's no redheads, I'll be fine. And, uh, I, and the redheads, of I'm, course, tend to be I'm Irish, too. I mean, that's the thing. I'm Irish. Maybe it's a self-hating thing, you know. Dave, are you like Joe Biden, uh, Irish, but you don't hold a grudge? <laughs> I denounce my heritage, really. What I know of my family uh, before uh, the last few generations, I I I'm not particularly proud of them. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, well, what we are learning tonight. We're, we're doing good you, work sir. tonight. We're, we're getting... We are doing some, some good work. I will stand up uh, anytime for Miss uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, she does have that very classic sort of Victorian. You know look what else? It was also her. her connection to Tom Cruise, who I don't care for, but I then I have think, reasons. I don't for think him. she's that crazy about him these <laughs> days either, Dave. To be honest with you. But Tom Cruise, you know, he's a weirdo. I have a reason, but there's some act like you know, the actress Rosamund Pike. Sure. Don't I, I just I don't even find her attractive. I it's just uh, you know, what it is. Yeah, I understand. We all have. Maybe those, we should get uh, away from just me describing. No, sexually, well, performers I, I don't it. like. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not attracted to Seth MacFarlane sexually either, Dave. But uh, I started it with the Seth MacFarlane. Uh, so I, 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 I'm sorry. Billy, to, I, Billie Eilish. Oh, that's another woman. Sort I of your gateway drug. Women. You don't like yeah. Billie Eilish, I don't Dave. Billie Eilish. I thought a very spirited hosting of SNL. I, I skipped it. I don't like her. I knew week. I wouldn't like it. Yeah. You know who I like is that uh, you know Dua Lipa. Sure. Ah, Moron. By the way, Dave, uh, next week, of course, uh, will be the run-up to the new year. And uh, I noticed, and I'm looking very forward to Miss Miley Cyrus, Dave, hosting oh, yeah. along with uh, Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, a, it's an incredibly interesting pair. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. some of their spots uh, promoting yeah. it have been hilarious. Yeah. I think, boy, have they, you know, it, it's fairly daring, not that, you know, Miley, you know, going back, of course, to the Hannah Montana days, you know, is a, has her Disney side to her, too. Not but, so much uh, anymore, yeah. <laughs> she has really let out a little shift, yeah, over the, yeah. <laughs> over the last few years. And uh, very interesting choice by NBC. I'm going to tune in because I couldn't tune away. It's going to be one of those, yeah, you yeah. know. I like uh, Miley. Now, Miley, I, I, I like. Miley. I like And I think Pete Davidson is just really on the... Uh, on the trajectory, he is just... Miley, uh, sort of the uh, younger sister of the girl next door, Dave, I think, in, in terms of your description. She has that look. The one that got sent away for a while. Right, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, a huge talent. 
without now, question. I'll say this, and I, I because we have a limited listenership, I can say like I watch a lot of Disney shows. I saw yeah. I saw Miley's show, and you know, I remember thinking like because I always think about like what happens to these kids after they do a show on Disney. What is their life go on to? And you know, in Miley's case, she was a horrible she was a horrible actress on the show, but she had a lot of spirit, and obviously she can sing, and she kind of made her career to be like a singer, but kind of more of a celebrity. With and she, you know, she says amusing things and she quips about things like that. And somebody like uh, yeah. Selena Gomez came out of that same uh, school and uh, she's uh, acting in, you know, Steve Martin and Martin Short and things. And oh, she's, without uh, question. Uh, I don't know that I, I necessarily uh, agree with you about Miley Silas's acting. But um, how dare you, Dave? How dare you? This is getting hot tonight. You're talking about Miss Smiley Cyrus you, you're, now. You're a, you're a fan of her, her acting? I'm a huge fan of her okay. acting. I thought she did a great job as a young child actor on that okay. show. Right. And what she has become, I think this is just another word for describing what you were describing, she's cool. She's cool, yeah. yeah. I mean, she is just a cool person, and she's... You know, you know something exciting is going to happen around Miley Cyrus, she, and she has the she she is, in other words, I'm going to say uh, Paris Hilton with talent. Yeah, yeah, I think that she she knows it's showbiz. She's fun, and she doesn't you know she doesn't have like scenes or scandals or anything like that. No, but, and her and she is such a gifted singer. Yeah, I believe yeah. when you when I listen to some of the covers she does. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dylan and Beatles songs and uh, so I think there was a Stone song I heard the other day. Uh, she has great range. Yeah, yeah. She's a rocker. I mean, yeah. uh, and she can do. I, I like think she Miley did, Cyrus. Uh, I think she did uh, uh, time after time the Cindy Lauper song and oh. nailed it. And yeah, but you know what? Before we get too far away from the Disney Channel, Phil. Uh, you know who's a very big star now is this Olivia Rodrigo, and mm -hmm. she was on on a, a Disney show, and you know ta she was like a, a triple threat, very talented. She sang on the show and everything like that, and she's you know yeah really booming yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, so as we continue our tour of uh, well young performers, uh, young performers, and of course uh, let's just move from that, Dave, and I'll and I'll show you that I have a tangent that got me here. Uh, <laughs> one of the controversies and I think uh, when we look at being the Ricardos the new uh, film yep. about the marriage uh, of uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz mm -hmm. and the movie it's going to be hard not to do a spoiler alert but I'm going to say what I'm going to mention so you can you know go away and get yourself a scotch or something if you don't want to hear I'll be right back this I'll why don't you get me one too Dave <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what get one for Miley <laughs> in case she goes we'll pour by. one out for Miley yeah and um this you learn in like the first two minutes of the movie so I don't think it's that big a spoiler alert and something that I didn't Realize, even though I consider myself quite a fan of uh, I Love Lucy and the history of comedy and that, I didn't realize that she was kind of swept up in the Red Scare mm -hmm. stuff, and, yeah. and there were some reasons that they were investigating her as a potential communist, as, as bad as that was in the 50s, and the... Uh, well, that, that's one... I, 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 didn't, uh, I didn't see all of it, because I was squeezing it in today, but I saw over, well over half of it. And I thought, and I thought it was good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yes, and I, I agree. thought she was very good. Um, I think uh, Javier Bardem was very good, and I'd read critical things about him. Uh -huh. I don't. He's too heavy, and he's too old 
to be Desi, but uh, but some people complained about his accent. I think his accent is good. I think I if he too. played it how we always heard Ricky Ricardo, it would get annoying after a while, you know, and that's, you know. Yeah, uh, I thought the casting was But was I thought that what I was getting at is is that I feel like, you know, this is a movie they, I'm certainly sure they hope to attract people younger than us who know about Lucy and, you know, maybe are fans of reruns and things like that. And I don't know that the uh, severity of being on the blacklist was... Uh, presented enough for someone who didn't know about that you mm-hmm. know you know mm-hmm. uh, uh although it it certainly it's been the subject uh, of a key, number of films too though, and had a key role in you know how it affected that particular production i mean they yeah. certainly made a big deal of it but they didn't focus on the blacklisting part of it and of course she wasn't blacklisted it's a little different subject. right but i mean the fear but of the that was so great and it. i'm not sure but i guess they hit it hard enough after that and of course the the you know, yeah. the threat of the movie is yeah. that they're juggling multiple crises right. throughout, you know. I and, and we should do the same, Dave, uh, <laughs> for those of our listeners that might be younger or not aware of the blacklisting. We're talking about a time in the 50s when there was quite a red scare. In other words, the worst thing that could have been said about you was that you were a communist or working for the communist government Even or party. the suspicion of it was, yeah. And uh, the senator from Wisconsin... Uh, uh, Joe McCarthy. Joe McCarthy was leading this move in the Senate, and of course he was exposed in a, mm-hmm. a, a, as a as a phony and 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 an alcoholic at the same time yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's the funny the cycle we go through because because now like you know there's like uh, three hundred of those Joe McCarthys in Congress right now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You're so right about that. <laughs> and and uh, the irony is he bears a resemblance to Ted Cruz. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. not only in physical stature, yeah. but in his practices and his persona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I was Scumbag. going to say, Dave, yeah. so there developed an actual black list, a list that had entertainers and writers, particularly, mm-hmm. who were suspected of being somehow linked to the Communist Party. Many uh, famous people that went on to big show business careers. And you said, Dave, there were many films and and articles and books about it. Right. One uh, was a very good Woody Allen film called The Front. The Front was really probably one of the first movies to deal with that. And it it was funny, but it wasn't a comedy. It was just dealing with it seriously. Correct, correct. And, uh, yeah, there's something called Red Channels. Yes. was the thing that spread the names of those suspected. Yeah. uh, But more recently, we have Trumbo. Was was about covered the same topic. Trumbo was a wonderful and film. people have to, it's it's hit upon a little bit in the in the uh, be, being the Ricardos is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. Uh, uh, that um, uh, that the um, you know the overwhelming uh, fear of being named on that list uh, would ruin you. You know, would, absolutely would just would just ruin you. And, and uh, uh, some went on to successful careers after it. Some worked anonymously, which is sort right. of the subplot of The Front, yeah. uh, where Woody Allen was the person selling these scripts for the people right. that were right. hiding. And, um, and Trumbo was an Oscar winner similar, yeah. uh, who was, uh, who was you know, had right under a different name. That's yeah. right. Anyway. Well, it takes us right into the heart of being the Ricardo Dave, yeah. and allows me to say um, this was a film that, while it's focusing perhaps on the funniest sitcom in history, was not necessarily a comedy. It really, oh, no, to no, me, no, no. Mm. F- had those very interesting subtexts of 
blacklisting in that, mm -hmm. but was really about the romance between Desi and Lucy, and I thought that was done magnificently. Yeah, yeah. It was a very complicated relationship, mm -hmm, yeah. and it focused on that and how it affected the show, how it affected them, how it affected those around them, mm -hmm. and I thought in that same regard, very interestingly used the uh, supporting cast. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the gentleman uh, who played uh, William Frawley, is Fred Mertz. J.K. Preston, uh, is that the guy? Is that uh, guy you've got the right, right. J.K. Simmons. Simmons, that's it. Simmons, yeah. J.K. Simmons uh, yeah. of the, 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 the great film years ago, of The Music Teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, currently, you see him in the Allstate commercials. Everywhere, yeah, yeah. Uh, Juno, he was in as well. Juno was yeah. maybe his very first yeah. role where we got to know him real yeah. well. And I must say, ha kudos to costuming, makeup. I mean, there weren't direct resemblances. I'm sure you'll see the photos of right. Nicole Kidman as Lucy all over the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a resemblance, and of course, you're Enough, redheads. Enough for a movie, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but... The personality, the voice. I thought Nicole Kidman got down the yeah. Lucille Ball voice so well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And let's talk a, a I little didn't, bit I didn't, more. I didn't really notice it until she said something off camera, and then I, oh, that sounds just yes. like Yes. You know, yeah. And one thing I thought they did extremely well, and I thought it was uh, a great tribute to Lucille Ball, and in, in, in other ways a tribute to Desi Arnaz as well, but the savvy business person mm -hmm. that she was. Mm -hmm. uh, we learned that and knew that about her later in her career. Mm -hmm. But you just didn't think it. And of course, oh, let's not forget the subtext of sexism. Right, right. Uh, right. And, and shown very, very openly of how that appeared uh, in the also 50s. Also, there was a nice true. touch in there in, is that, and usually when you see show backstage uh, type of uh, movies, uh, you know, there's a lot of swearing, but it was very pointedly and accurately depicted that anytime anybody swore, this was a polite society in those days. People kind of, especially a woman, but anybody who did, and it could be something that we don't even consider that much of a swear, like like, yeah. like bitch. She she says something like, "Why do you make me always come off like a bitch?" And he's like, "Whoa," you know. And it's like those words were not used in normal conversation so much in the 1950s. You know. True, true. Uh I will say also, Dave, that uh, an incredible <laughs> facial resemblance in the character who portrayed Vivian Vance, yeah, yeah, uh, Ethel agree. Mertz, Agreed. Yeah. and certainly gave us some, I don't know if this is fictional or non-fictional, but some interesting insight into that character yeah. mm -hmm. that you really didn't get. She was sort of a back seat figure in the show, mm -hmm. uh, but you could see... Uh, because of the time they spent sort of in the off-camera mm -hmm. relationships of the uh, yep. characters, uh, that she was a pretty savvy woman, and then some jealousies between her and the Lucille Ball character. Not, not, she, not her, her not wanting to be like a, shl a schlump all the time. Yeah. And I, I schlump, frumpy for our non-Jewish <laughs> listeners. <David. laughs> but I'd read uh, many times that, that she and, uh, did not care for William Frawley, and he was, of course, much older, and she didn't like the idea that her husband was so much older. It made her seem older and things like that. But I, yeah. I, I, I haven't, like I said, I'm not all the way through it. It's mentioned, but I do understand she and Lucy were actually pretty good friends, though, throughout anything you know that like that i mean they she and came I back for multiple that, shows that lucy did later on and, well you will see that develop yeah, yeah. Uh, in the film as well 
Uh, but the reason I uh, started this way of getting into our discussion of uh, being the Ricardos was you had mentioned, you know, there were no kids on TV in the 50s. But, of course, this becomes also yeah, yeah. A, a main uh, uh, plot, subplot yeah, huge. Uh, of yeah. their first week. They, the, the, the film does a nice job. And Adam Sorkin. Yeah. Adam, do I have the right yeah, first Aaron name? Sorkin. Aaron, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I knew his brother Adam. <laughs> uh, Aaron Sorkin uh, has had so many you know, successes. West Wing, of course, and right, then right. last year's uh, big film, uh, Chicago 7. Right, right. And he has a certain reality style about him uh-huh. that can, frankly, the criticisms of him typically tend to be a lot of talky dialogue, you know, uh, uh, not realistic dialogue. These were the criticisms I was about to bring up. Like, okay. Because <laughs> I'm uh, not a big Sorkin fan, although I like some of his yeah. stuff, but I do feel that this rat-a-tat, every, everybody's talking in snappy repartee all the time is a little heavy-handed. Right. You know. And I think perhaps, uh, though he's had such great success, he doesn't necessarily need notes from me. <laughs> but eh. I would say that I thought he did a little less of it here. Mm. I thought the dialogue was more realistic here. And also probably had to do some of that in the hour-long format of a West Wing. You yeah. know, maybe you're forced to cram... Yeah. Well, many, I mean, yeah, that's his style in a lot of things he does is that yeah. character like that. Um, but let's. But overall, Dave, I'm certainly uh, giving it. I think I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Well, I, you know, it didn't. It didn't bother me that much in that the people who are represented in the film are show business people, so they probably do speak in a little bit more of a kind of you know gag filled and sharp repartee. I get that. It didn't. It didn't, doesn't kill the movie for me, but no. that's just a general complaint about him. Mm-hmm. I, I had I had known that the I mean I think the depiction of William Frawley as a just yes. a chronic drinker was absolutely on the mark, because I heard uh, the two sons on my three sons the Livingston brothers right. Chip and Ernie, and they were doing a tour and they'd written a book and they were and they were having fun but they were just saying like yeah yeah William Frawley he he you know he'd go to lunch and he'd come back and uh, he was gone you know <laughs> that happened all the time but they they didn't say like. They said it like he was a pro. They go, you know, he did it. He did what he needed to do. But it was always, you know, if we were running late, uh, he would start to slip away. And yeah, um, he certainly certainly covered that about him, uh, but also uh, certainly developed his character with a great deal of humanity. Oh yeah, uh, I thought and, it was well and done. And he was yeah. sort of the yeah. kind of the behind the scenes glue, yeah. you know, that held that uh, and, uh, show together. And uh, J.K. Simmons, he had the voice. The only my only complaint would be that you know he was quite uh, thin, whereas William Frawley was kind of a little know, husky, a little shorter. stocky, uh, but um, you know, still a great great depiction of him. And did you know this that William Frawley was such a baseball fan that he had it in his contract that he would get off if the Yankees. Hey, this is Chris Quinn from the screening room, and oh, is this on? were in the World Series every, every year. And in the 50s, they were in the World Series every year. So he would get that time off. Not 1959, <laughs> okay. Dave. Well, what are we going to go through what this again? What happened that year, Phil? Are we gonna go? You've <laughs> apparently only been watching the documentary. Uh, uh, Ken Burns. Ken yeah. Burns. No, no team, other teams. That only, you know, uh, won't acknowledge the White Sox victory <laughs> in 59. 
But there are those of us that will not let go, Dave, and will never the let go. The only two managers that, uh, I guess in the 50s, that uh, brought a team to the World Series other than the Yankees was Al Lopez, twice. With Indians Cleveland. and then White Sox, and otherwise it was Yankees. Do you know uh, Al Lopez's nickname, Dave? And they call him Senior. The Senior. Very yeah, good. Yeah. He was so exotic back then. Yeah. <laughs> Lopez. What should exactly. we call him? Well, and wow, everything leads us back to being the Ricardos. I thought they treated the subject of a Cuban male as a lead in a major network sitcom mm -hmm. incredibly well. Mm -hmm. I thought they showed the sensitivities to it. Uh, and also that took on a subplot, too, of the sort of the Cuban male view machismo. of yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. machismo. And I thought that was very well done. I thought Bardem did it very well. Even though they showed sort of a rough edge to Bardem, uh, I thought he brought a certain likableness to oh, yeah. the character. Oh, so yeah, And uh, I'm assuming, Dave, that was him singing on the few... I think it was when because when he did Cuban did, Pete well and, when he you know. did Babalu, I I thought he was he was fine. But I've you know you've seen Desi sing Babalu. I mean he goes to town on it. And I, it's I, incredible. At that moment, uh, I kind of thought I kind of wish they dubbed in Desi yeah. because he would hold that Babalu forever. And uh, they it's interesting that you say that because they took a few moments to show old black and white I Love Lucy scenes like the famous mm -hmm. grape stomping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yet never, why wouldn't you have showed Desi singing, you know, like at the club? Uh, and they in an show, episode, they, yeah. They chose not to do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I thought he did a very passable job singing. Uh, and uh, But they didn't show actual clips of I Love Lucy. They, sh they, they recreated them. Yeah. You're right, right about right. that. Yeah, yeah. You're right very about well, that. Very well. I mean, Extremely they well. really look like the TV show. The yeah. set was exactly yeah. uh, really good. Uh, like a lot of Sorkin things, I'm not without my Sorkin criticisms, mm -hmm. too. Yep. The pace was a little slow, I thought, mm -hmm. but that's typical of his stuff. Mm -hmm. I thought he he uh, divided it kind of into chapters because they were looking at the week. So right. yeah. instead mm -hmm. of chapters, you know, it was yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. I thought that gave some pacing. Uh, now I don't know if if the red uh, the the communist uh, accusations against her. Uh, and uh, having the baby, uh, if all of those things in real life happened at the same time. But that's just a, a something, you know, license you give to yeah, tell a story. Yeah, I don't know that they happened uh, the same, uh, I don't know if it was the same week. I'd be curious to know, yeah, actually. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. But that's, that's the way it is with live TV that's right a, there. Well, that's what... Uh, well, anyway, I thought uh, extremely well done. Uh, like I said, I'd give it three and a half stars. Really good. And also, let's face it, uh, what a tough subject, right? Uh, yeah. What a tough uh, uh, role for anyone. I thought gutsy for Nicole Kidman, especially, mm -hmm. you know, given that her normal speaking voice is an Australian accent. Right, right, yeah. Uh, and certainly not known for being a comedian. Or especially physical comedy yeah. in particular. Yeah, so yeah. I, I thought, well... You know, you've used the word yourself a couple of times. These were real pros yeah, yeah. taking on tough roles and showing you how mm. you do it, yeah. I thought. Oh, I thought of that when I was watching him uh, sing uh, Babalu and Cuban Pete. I go, 
this guy had to spend you know weeks and weeks running these songs, watching tapes, and you know yeah. I, he's not a natural singer. I don't think Javier Bardem is. Yeah. No. And uh, he did a nice job. You know. A lot of times of him just you know strumming the guitar yeah, and yeah. then the twirling of the straw cap and Cuban Pete. Yeah. I thought uh, really really good, really really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And of course. Uh, we, we, we've given Nicole Kidman uh, quite a discussion. Javier Bartem, uh, you only need uh, see No Country for Old Men to, <laughs> to see some range. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I thought yeah. to myself, wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, but he's very likable. Yeah. I yeah. always like him. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was the, uh, the the Woody Allen film uh, several years ago? Vicky Christine Vicky Barcelona. Vicky Christina Barcelona. Yeah. He yeah. was very humorous in that, yeah. too, and yeah. very likable. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'm, they hit on it in the in the movie, and and maybe I've got about you know 40 minutes to go, uh, that Lucy and I think Desi had a very strong hand in this is that they went they produced other shows, as Desi Luke Productions that were big hits, uh, things like uh, The Untouchables, was one of their shows. I um, think the Andy Griffith show might have um, been. May have been, yeah, yeah, but there were a number of shows that they had. Well, I think Twilight Zone was one. That yeah, came out of Dusty Little. It it, yeah. it 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 spent a little time, but as I say, we all learned that about Lucille Ball, especially. Of course, you know, no secret that they divorced, and uh, Lucy really went on to continue the business of making television. Right. Uh, Although each successive series of made, her made, own. made it clear she was, you know. <laughs> wasn't going to last one. Did Missing you, Desi. Yeah, like her life with Lucy, the last one, when she was like 82 years old. It was just <laughs> like, you know. Okay. By then it was uh, more the uh, the she, appearance she, on the Bob Hope Christmas she, special. Yeah, she was an ornament by that point. But uh, but she was, you know, she's a, probably the, the greatest, you know. Some great. One of the greatest entertainers in TV history. She was always fun, And it was you know, great to see her... Which they showed, I think, well, where she would have a moment of inspiration, like, no, let's do this, or this will work. Yeah. That'll, I'll just keep cutting the roses smaller, and I'll, that'll be funny. You know, it's like um, you don't see that sh shown too much, like creativity, yes. as it happens where it makes sense. You know. But I thought the focus, uh, and it was a nice focus, I thought, uh, on their very passionate romance right, yeah. was really a good tie-in and and i think put them both in a in a better place and i know that uh, the daughter lucy uh, lucy arnaz who uh, -huh. uh of course uh, had a career of her own and mm -hmm, i think sure. more of a stage actress mm -hmm. but uh, musicals i think yep. uh, she mm -hmm. had quite a career and mm -hmm. then desi's son was a rock and roller dino desi and billy yeah mm -hmm. and i noticed that lucy arnaz was involved in the production of this yeah, yeah. so you know it certainly wasn't like a tell-all or anything no. they had the cooperation yeah, yeah uh just a very nice heartwarming production i thought yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and great to talk about no, i it. thought it was good on uh, you know like you say that the uh, performances were good they dealt with you know multiple plots and they all moved along nicely yeah. and they gave a good look at at the at the time at what tv was like about what uh, gender relationships were like back then and racial relationships women speaking out yeah and ethnicity ethnicity and like relationships because I, I i'm pretty sure that when they were going to because there was a radio show my favorite yeah. husband i think that preceded right. it and when they were going to go to tv there was some pushback like well a cuban guy we're not going to have him on tv and she was like he's my husband he's the guy he's going to play my husband and uh, given the eventual rockiness of their relationship it's important to remember that she basically just said like you know i guess her thinking was she wanted to keep a family together and didn't want to be 
Right, that yeah. was stated a yeah. few times. And also, they did spend a little time, Dave, and I did know this about her just from, uh, you know, her appearances, you know, on The Tonight Show and shows like that, yeah. uh, that she was a serious actress in the yeah. beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and um, they they give a uh, sub-story to that, too, her mm -hmm. disappointment in not getting serious roles. Right, right. Uh, which, uh, which had some humor to it, too, mm -hmm. a little bit yeah. of the... Mm -hmm. they, they showed some of the... The jealousy, the cattiness of Hollywood. I, I, all in all, really, yeah. really, yeah. really nice. Mm -hmm. And Dave, uh, you can't talk about I Love Lucy without talking about sitcoms. And we've talked about sitcoms many times on Is This On? And uh, gives me a chance to say you're tuned to KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. You're listening to Is This On? Our regular Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Comedy Gab Fest. Here, where you can also hear uh, Roxy Moreri and uh, Kurt and Jen do some shows uh, as part of our uh, stable of comedic hosts. We're a project of the Tucson Comedy Alliance. So happy to be that. Like I say, after the first of the year, Dave, let's take a look again at where our mics are around town, who's doing shows, yep, yep. what's happening. Uh, but tonight we're talking sitcoms, and I was thinking, wow. Great thing, right? Uh, many of you, although the COVID uh, uh, challenges uh, notwithstanding, may have family members visiting, friends visiting. Isn't it always fun, Dave, to knock around like a top 10 list or a top 50 list and it kind of cuts through generations? It gives you something to argue about. But well, I pulled up, uh, I think it's from Vulture, Dave, you asked me earlier, yeah. the top 100. I don't think we're going to have time to go through One. Maybe All the top of the 20, can you? Top uh, 100. Yep. But I wanted to mention that I Love Lucy ranked 27. Uh -huh. And I think when you consider its age, that's hanging in there pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. I would think Honeymooners is probably up near the top, and that was... Uh, of that same uh, time frame. From that era, and, and, you know, there were only, weren't nearly as many. So let's, uh, let's run them back from, from number 20. And I will get there, Dave. I am cursing through. I will say to you also, as we get near the top, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. it does uh, uphold a comedy adage of mine. And I will point that out to you, and I think I've pointed it out on the show before. But uh, Timing Bill is Gordon everything. Oh. It, it would be a good one, timing is everything, but it is not. <laughs> uh, in case you're saying, what just missed? You know, the one you're thinking of that, that wasn't the top oh, yeah, 20. Uh -huh. So number 21 is Modern Family. Okay. Feel free to comment on these as we go, but uh -huh. let's see if we can't make it through a number of them. Uh, number 20, Dave, The Regular Show, I which don't, is... I don't even know what that I is. I can see it's <laughs> animated, created by... Uh, J.G. Quintel, this animated series, commonly uses mundane scenarios as a gateway to a slew of surrealistic inventions, uh, uh, adventures, rather. And uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not familiar with it either. Uh, so we'll move I think on. what you're going to find, too, as you get into the more modern era, you're going to have, like, I would say that show probably has a cult following, obviously. You know, I, I mean... Or is that a streaming service? I we would don't think get? that a show uh, that's going to be on a top 10, 20, 50 list, if they're that good, that it transcends their their viewership. You know, like 
I don't watch Modern Family, but I'm well aware of Modern Family. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's other other shows like that that you don't see, but you just know about them because they're in the public mindset. Sure. But you're going to sure. get four more obscure ones because people's uh, oppor- you know, yeah. opportunities to watch are more split now, or more. Well, uh, everything is so stratified, and and as I said, also it it could be on a streaming service that we don't have access right, to. Right. Right. Uh, Dave, number 19, I love this show, Flight of the Concords. Oh, very good. Very funny. Uh, yeah, very funny. The, uh, uh, comics from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very, very funny. And that is, uh, of course, uh, Brett McKenzie and Jermaine Clement. Right. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of gone their separate ways, though they do perform together mm-hmm. uh, as Flight of the Concord, which is actually the name of their musical group as well. Mm-hmm. But I believe Jermaine Clement is very much involved in that uh, What We Do in the Shadows You're right. Uh, yep. program. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they've gone their different way. Number 18, Dave, brings a smile to my face, and I'm sure yours as well. Louis. Louis, So sure. this is yeah. Louis uh, C.K., of course, had several mm-hmm. series. I think this was the most recent Louis. Louis, Louis yeah, that's the most recent one, yeah. And uh, extremely, extremely good program. Moving on, Dave, uh, number 17, a show that certainly was well rewarded in the award shows last year and finally seemed to get a lot of recognition after being on for a while, and that's Schitt's Creek. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. S-C-H-I-T-T. That's right, well. For those public radio listeners. FCC, yeah. Uh Before you you goons come in here. (laughs) (laughs) I locked the door. Is there anything worse, Dave, than a public radio goon? (laughs) I was. They read you your rights, but it's in such a whisper you can't really find. Yes, what I was arrested by the public radio goons Dave, back in the seventies. You, right, you have the right to remain silent, even more yeah. silent than me. Yeah. I was arrested for being ironic. Dave. <laughs> Sixteen uh, rating, uh, Silicon Valley. I saw a few. Uh, this of those, was an yeah. HBO yeah, yeah, show, yeah, I believe, uh, yeah. and it was about the. Uh, it's clear uh, from this list that I'm not complaining. About Hey, my name is Stephanie Leonga. You're listening to Is This On on KMKR Radio. About it is that they're really looking at, like, you know, very specifically what made it a good show. These aren't like big popular hits, you know. This isn't like Three's Company or something. No, these weren't like, the top. They're rated looking shows at really. They're, they're really analyzing the shows and by and popularity. They're more, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Number 15, this is a little surprising to me, Community. Uh-huh, yeah. The uh, show about a community yeah, I college. Can, I could uh, never get into that. I tried that. I Chevy Chase with yeah, a recurring role. That's part role. of the reason, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Don't know if we have the time right now, Dave, but we'll get into the Chevy Chase. We have before. Here's another one, number 14, I'm not familiar with. Again, animated. Mm. Adventure Time. Mm, don't know it. No, don't know it? No. Nope. Uh, it is uh, set in the land of Ew. This animated series pits a boy named Finn and his shape-shifting dog, Jake. We all have a shape-shifting dog. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. Uh, against a range of sympathetic villains. Uh, don't know it? Uh, we'll check it out. Yep. We move to another animated show, number 13. Archer. 
Archer's very good. Are you watching Archer? Are you a fan of uh, Archer? I am not. I'm not a fan of the animated shows. <laughs> That's right. I forgot that. Is Seth MacFarlane in it? Uh, no, no. But he probably produces it or owns it. Uh, I don't think he has anything to do with that one. But uh, The thing that they've done with Archer is that it's been on for like eight years now or something. But the first four years, it was like basically sort of a CIA operation that they ran. But then it, then they, when they came back, they did a, 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 a series that was all like it was all film noir. They were all different characters. Oh. And then they changed it to another version too. So it's very creative. Interesting. Uh, the next show, number twelve, I'm going to say, Dave, is one I, I've often felt a bit overrated, and especially when I look at this list and I think this is the twelfth best sitcom of all time: Parks and Recreation. Amy Poehler's show. Yeah. Some great supporting cast. I, I like the show. I like without the show question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would say not uh, uh, my vision of, of, of something that belongs that mm -hmm. highly rated. Yep. Uh, moving to number 11, Dave, The Simpsons. Okay. So The Simpsons, however you want to look at it, you have to give it, I think, a lot of credit for being the first at taking sort of modern life and putting it in an animated format. The staff of writers on that show is a hall of fame. Right, yeah. And, and always has been from Conan O'Brien to Harry Shearer and, mm -hmm. and, a, and a list that we can't imagine. Uh, but for longevity, for you know the, the uh, creativity, the boundaries that it pushed, uh, certainly, I'm glad to see Simpsons rated that highly. Wouldn't have surprised me if it was even rated up more higher. Mm -hmm. Number 10, Dave, a show that's going to be uh, coming back for its fourth season, I think, on what network I can't recall, Prime. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Which, interestingly enough, I think is part of its charm as a sitcom, is it's sort of homage to Broadway. It's it, to me. It's almost like like viewing a play, mm -hmm. as much as it is a sitcom. I mean, not that you couldn't be in that format, but it's uh, certainly a very staged mm -hmm. presentation, and often does have some music and certainly some comedy. Uh, I think a very innovative show and a very well done show, at the very least. I would say also great supporting cast: Tony Shalhoub and uh, uh, Kevin Pollak. Mm -hmm. Comments on Mrs. Basil, Dave? <laughs> Uh, I didn't get into it. <laughs> For a particular, what, I, I, what, what? I watched the first episode, and uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, some, I like the subject matter. I like the, the era and all that mm -hmm. stuff, and it just didn't. Too Jewish, then? Maybe it's too Jewish for me. <laughs> <laughs> because you're only half Jewish. I'm only half. So, may I suggest Mrs. Maisel with one eye closed? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I just wondered, and this isn't, I mean, this isn't why I didn't watch it, but it's like, I mean, Mrs. Maisel, she kind of is a Joan Rivers you know, was kind of inspiration for that, right? Kind of, mm. but but there really, there really weren't. I mean, in the, in the show, she becomes quite famous, right, as a comic. And I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, perform like you know, like opening for Lenny Bruce, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I don't point. know that there it does it's equivalent. It's but, fictional, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um. You're right. <laughs> it's it's not beyond <laughs> criticism. I do like it. I think it's innovative. I think it's highly well stylized. I think it's very well done, is what I like about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've watched something that 
you know, took a lot of time to do. And yeah. I, and by the way, felt that way about I felt more that way about I Love Lucy after having seen this movie. About more of the craftsmanship, and yeah. the, especially for the time it was setting, because they they invented the three camera uh, format, which You're is absolutely right. standard, you know. Attributed to Desi Arnaz, yeah, yeah. that one. Dave, number nine, I think uh, most people would look to see this show high up there, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say something, Dave, here that you may you may uh, look askance. Oh, uh, okay. You may question what, Phil, what have you been smoking? No, I, I know what you've been smoking. Yeah, and by the way, I want to promote my Harambe. <laughs> I was going to mention that. Yeah, I got to mention that. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, coming up January 22nd, I'm okay. happy to be right. performing at the, uh, I think I'm saying that right, Harambe. Uh, I think so. Cafe. It's that lion, right? Harambe? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm at the point, Dave, where Curb Your Enthusiasm has just about jumped the shark for me. Hmm. I, um, I'm a big fan of Larry David. But, you know, he's kind of becoming the ultimate one-trick pony to me. And, uh, you know, the show with the, you know, micro-focus on every, you know, possible detail of a, of a minuscule event has just kind of run its course mm -hmm. to me. I don't know. And, and I think a little, a little heavier reliance, I think, on some of the co-stars... Um, just getting a little tired for me. I am looking. Jeff Garland, for <clears throat> example. May who, he rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> did he pass away, or just no, his career? He got fired from. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Goldbergs. Um, he couldn't be far from. I, I, Is that what they're going to do? Or are they going to say that the character passed I, away? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they don't seem to like him. <laughs> so, uh, and vice versa. Um, I'm, I'm looking. The, what's the opposite of a Scantsville? Because. I tried probably four or five times to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. When it came on, I was like, you know, Seinfeld's off, but this will have that kind of humor. And I couldn't ever get into it. And I felt the reason was is because, to me, it looked like the, the raw version of, of a Seinfeld episode. It was all this kind of, you know, whining and complaining and things like that, but it wasn't really polished and shiny like it would be on Seinfeld. Like, by the time George had the lines, everyone was a gem. Whereas with this, it's a lot of improvising and it's a lot of you know attitude and moaning and stuff like that. And I just I I, I felt like I, I, I'm not interested in watching these guys work out the show. I want to watch it when it's made. You know. Uh, it's interesting that I, 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 I'm surprised that that hasn't come up in our discussions because we've talked about Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. and we both have kind of mixed feelings. Certainly, the early ones I was a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. Uh, I happen to be a huge fan, as you know, of Richard Lewis. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a classic example of using good improvising and uh, characters that we kind of already knew, so you didn't have to do a lot of building of the characters. But again, I think eventually it's become the same thing over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, interesting. How are we doing for time here? Are we... We've got uh, oh seven minutes. minutes. We'll be okay to get to the end. There. We're we're now going to talk about the uh, eighth number eight. So let's move it along. The Ocho. I think you're going to know what I think of this one, Dave. <laughs> Family uh, guy. <laughs> Bojack Horseman. Oh, well, that's a negative because that's a cartoon. I, I'll tell you something. It's a I, I, I've I, seen I, this one. I loved that show. I watched the first two seasons, and then I it, I got it made me so depressed. <laughs> I, couldn't, mm -hmm. I couldn't. There's some shows I've stopped watching because they just make me too sad. 
And I understand. And even though it was hilariously funny, but it was just like, eh. No, I watched a couple of those, actually, and I, I came to that exact same conclusion. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Day Freaks and Geeks. I've seen a little bit of it. I, you know, Phil, when I say, say here, I'm going to keep this short because we're almost out of time. It's like, it seems like on this list, the, the shows are... They're cho the, the chosen lists are chosen not as much for popularity or even for the excellence of them, but that they were either a breakthrough show or they shone a light on something that hadn't been done before. Or they were, you know, creative or outside the box, you know. Modern Family is fine. There's plenty of laughs in it. But that's a big show because it shows a mixed family and a gay couple, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an issue show. And mm -hmm. Parks and Rec had, you know, I think, uh, I thought Parks and Rec was very funny, but it also had a very, very strong woman influence in it that made it notable, you know, and I think that's what is with these lists. But this is there something seems... important about them? You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. And number six, I think you'll you'll agree in the same fashion, Dave, Arrested Development. What? You're familiar with the show? I love the show. Yeah. I've seen it many, many times. I think it's also <laughs> innovative and kind of Oh, very much, very much. Uh, and very funny. Yep. Uh, number five always gets great uh ratings and i and i think it is very good well it's always sunny in philadelphia uh, i've been binging that lately and i'm a big fan and it is uh, there's no show like it there's nothing have you seen it is yes it yeah i, I mean, do like it yeah. uh 50 it's in there now here we 50, get the 15th season yes always sunny the i'm gonna call it vindication <laughs> of <laughs> my lifelong uh belief that I have passed on, you've heard me say this before, you, to my kids, and that is, when asked the question, Dave, if you're in a relationship, particularly with a woman, yeah. what is the funniest sitcom of all time? Do not answer Seinfeld. <laughs> answer Friends. And here it is, Dave, ranked fourth, Seinfeld, ranked third, Friends. So right. they got it. They're wrong. They know they're wrong, <laughs> but they got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we know another reason for the list. Number two, Dave, I guess shot at the last two. Uh, you'll never we? get number one. I will not get number one. And you'll see why I'm putting a pistol to my temple uh, right now. Oh, so, so it's not uh, it's not Cheers, it's not Frasier, it's not Cosby. It's well, you're knocking on the door for number two. What did I say? The office. <laughs> oh, the office. Of course. Belongs I, in I, was, that list. I was getting there. Yeah. Belongs in that list yeah, that yeah. you just... For sure, read. yeah. And, and this is, by the way, the American office, because I noticed the yeah. British office is further down on mm -hmm. the list. Yeah. Uh, with um, uh, the great British comic uh, and creator of the show. Oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Funny guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, number one, Dave. Pistol going to my temple right now. Rick and Morty. Uh, okay. All right. And now let me just write what they say, right? we got a minute here. This intergalactic misadventures of a boy named Morty and his alcoholic grandpa, Rick, continue to take the world by storm. Rick, not Ricky Gervais, but okay. Thank you. <laughs> well done. And little Ricky. What a tie-in today. Like it's two intrepid explorers, or at least one of them, the show remains committed to pushing the boundaries of its own potential. As a result, viewers simply never know what they're going to get with any given episode. They just know it will be wildly inventive and laughed out funny. 
Dave, I am going to, rather than argue with that, because I've never seen the show. Oh, okay. Give myself an assignment to watch Rick and Morty. Where do I find this? Rick and Morty, I think it's on Comedy Central. Uh, Rick and Morty, very, very popular among the younger comics. That's the main show that they would talk about. My son loved it. I've watched a few. It's entertaining me, but i got to say something. It's, it's too... Um, I hate to make talk about myself this way. So it's too fast sometimes. And I don't mean, I've, there's other shows I watch where the if, Always Sunny is very fast and dialogue and things like that. But uh, it's, it's like I can't, uh, I can't relax and get into it. It's funny. If it's on and I'm watching it, it's funny. Okay. But, you know, I will, by the time we do our next show, yeah. I will have watched Rick and Morty, uh, try to have an open mind, and let's talk about it. Okay. All right. Are we up to number one here? That is number one. Rick and Morty is number one? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, that is number I think one. Vulture is trying to pull in a younger audience, uh, for sure. Yeah, The Office was number two, Dave. By this, by this list, because you, and, don't, you don't have anything in the top 20 like Cheers, like... Uh, Cheers is very close Frasier, to that. The Andy Griffith Show, The Dick Van Dyke Show. The Andy Griffith Show, by the way, uh, because I was trying to find where they had I Love Lucy, yeah. is ranked one ahead of I Love Lucy. Uh -huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, we, we're, we're going to wrap it we up here. We blew through it. It was a pleasure well, talking save our, about uh, this uh, You list. will be at Harambe's when, Phil? January 22nd. All right. I'm told tickets go very fast for this because I think you get some drugs. I think they're made out of rolling purchase. paper. Yeah, yeah, I don't a little even zigzag know. for your ticket. So if you want to see me perform high while you're high, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a very good opportunity for that. Good, you, the, usually when you perform, I'm just high. Yeah, like, uh, you know, yeah. you know some version of that. But here for sure we'll both be high. Okay, all right. uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and uh, it is uh, uh, going to be uh, a great a great time. It's another Kenny Shade. Right, yes. Or Shide. He goes yes. by both now. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, performance. And we'll talk more about it as it comes. Dave, what do you got on the calendar? I will be at uh, Tim, Tucson Improv Movement, on January 7th to do a set. Nice. And then I'm doing Harambe, but not until April. I told Kenny, I go, boy, you have more confidence in me than my doctor does. That far <laughs> Hopefully out, they'll have time to replenish after <laughs> I'm there on the 22nd. <laughs> I only, Dave, I only pray pleasure. that late April we are several weeks into baseball season. That's all I need. Let's hope so. Yeah. All right. uh, to you and to all of our listeners, a very uh, happy uh, Christmas holiday. A very Merry Christmas well. yes. as we get toward New Year. Mm -hmm. e thank you all for tuning in to Is This On? on KMKR. 99.9 .9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. All right, Dave. Mm -hmm.